Today on Locked On Red Wings, we bring on 2021 Red Wings draft pick Red Savage. You're Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. We are your hosts, Brian Fisher and Scotty Bentley. I am a podcast producer for WWJ News Radio 950, while Scotty is host at Locked On Tigers, as well as a freelance journalist for the Detroit News. But Scotty, we are joined today by fourth round pick, 2021 draft pick of the Detroit Red Wings, Red Savage. Got to be probably Red, and you've probably heard this your entire life, but got to be the coolest name ever. <laughs> Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me. It's, uh, yeah, of course, man. Gotten a gotten a lot of lot of buzz around my name, but it's uh, it's something that I I I had a tough time with as a kid. Actually, got bullied a little bit for it, but I think my what grew my bullies? skin a little bit, thickened my skin a little bit. But uh, yeah, my my buddies used to bug me all the time, but I, I I've grown to love it and love the buzz around it. Um, you do have some competition though in the name bank as the Red Wings this year did take an Amadeus Lombardi, and that's yeah. a pretty sick name. Um, do you think your name is cooler than Amadeus Lombardi's? Yeah, that's a sounds like uh, you're gonna cast a spell or something when you say that name. <laughs> so he's he's a great kid too. I, I had a chance to meet him at, at development camp, and he's a he's a great kid and got a ton of skill with him too. Yeah, so you know, obviously today we bring you on, and thank you again for coming to join us. It's gonna be what one hell of a way to end our five episodes a week skid. We do five episodes a week all year long until right after free agency starts. And after today, we're down to three episodes a week. So we're very grateful for you to come on. I was telling you before we started recording red, that you're the first prospect that I've ever had, you know, the um, ability to interview. And I'm really grateful that you, you know, DM'd us back for <laughs> and said you were going to come on. So thanks again, man. Um, I guess my first question to keep it hockey centric to start at least is last week you were at development camp, obviously like pretty much every other Red Wings prospect. What was that like for you? Yeah, it, it, it was awesome. It's, it's such a, such a pleasure to, to be down there. The, the facilities down there, the, the people down there, they're, they're all, they're focused on, on trying to help you as much as possible and, and help all the players as much as possible. And they, they're able to make it super personal with us and, and get a lot of one-on-one time with with any with any coach or any any uh, like therapist or or any help that you really needed. No matter what, they were they were there to help you. And and uh, I'm I'm super thankful that that I was drafted by such a great organization. And and uh, they they just treat us so well down there. Is it is it basically just like a lot of practices all day? Then is that like the the gist of the camp? Yeah, it's definitely uh, definitely pretty tiring, but uh, it's. It's usually uh, two two ice sessions a day. We do we did for camp uh, a skating session for for fifty minutes, and then they'd cut the ice, and then it'd be a skill session for fifty minutes, and then like a a workout or like we did boxing a couple times. Um, Sick. Or, Who was uh, the best boxer? <laughs> definitely not me. Uh, <laughs> I had some some bouts with with Carter Mazer. Me and him were, were paired up together, so we were giving each other a couple liver punches, couple, couple, uh, 
couple dingers to the head, but yeah, it, it, it was a ton of fun. What was the, the boxing thing is so interesting to me. What was the, when they have you doing the boxing, what is like the main purpose behind that? Is it cardio? Is it stamina? Is it to teach you guys how to fight? Yeah. All of the above boxing's obviously a, it's, it sucks. It's so hard. <laughs> it's, there's so much technical stuff to it. And it's, uh, it's really uh, tiring on your body, which is something that I, I've never really done it before. And I, uh, I learned that it's, it's, there's a lot of respect for those boxers that go like 15 rounds, but, uh, yeah, we, a lot of us have no idea how to fight really. So it's, it was kind of, kind of cool to, to learn different pointers and they, the, the guys that did it with us, they, they made it kind of sort of specific to on ice fighting too. So it was a lot of, uh, like balance stuff and knowing, knowing where to like land your punches and stuff like that. So. You know, you got to work with a lot of former NHL talent at the development camp. Obviously, the number one guy for the development camp was Dan Cleary. What was it like to be able to work that closely with guys who played umpteenth number of seasons in the NHL and help have them help you, you know, take the next step in your development? Yeah, it's uh, it's it's great. They have so much helpful information that they're just willing to and they want to to give it to you to to be the best player that you can be. So there's there's tons of guys like like you said Dan Cleary uh Mr. Draper has a ton of, ton of experience even uh Mr. Arzerman he he talked to us a couple of times and you can you can just tell he's the smartest guy in the room that, every room that he steps into and uh he he walks around with this kind of aura around him that that everyone uh, kind of straightens up a bit and and wants to to be at their best for him so it's 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 pretty cool to be around that many uh that many hall of famers, that many big names. Yeah. That's, that's kind of something that's unique to the Red Wings organization. Almost. I feel like, like obviously every organization has, you know, great talent that's played for them, but uh, because the, the Red Wings has such a history of um, keeping talent and keeping those big names within the organization, I almost feel like the, the wings have something there that a, a lot of other teams in the NHL can offer. We're like in these camps like that. And not, I mean, those two guys like Draper and, and, and Iserman, that's kind of just like day to day, even, you know, if, if you're in the NHL, like those are guys that are, I, I feel like are probably pretty easily accessible. So I, I, I would have to imagine that having those guys be so accessible is, is kind of a crazy feeling. Yeah. I, I got it. Awesome. I, I got to ask too, like Steve Eisman walks in the room, like that's got to be like getting the opportunity to talk. And this is my fan in me because, you know, we, we do a podcast, but in the, in the end, like we grew up watching Steve Eisman. Yeah. That's got to be so almost thrilling. Like, do you get like the first time you talked to Steve Eisman, did you get like nerves? Cause I know I would have been like inside, like, okay, keep cool. Keep cool. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Hands <laughs> were definitely uh, sweating. And uh, actually he, uh, he stopped by the ring today and talked to some of the guys that are practicing there and got to talk to him for a little bit today. And uh, yeah, he, you could just tell he's, he's smarter than just about everyone, every room that he steps into. And uh, you could tell he's, he's always thinking and he, he's obviously got this, this master plan that he's going on and, and uh, building this team that you could, you could see is really, really starting to pick up in the last couple of weeks. And uh yeah, it's it's definitely pretty nerve wracking talking to him. When you have a GM that like has that kind of, uh, I, I guess, reputation as just like you said, just being you know kind of having this master plan almost. 
does that like trickle down to the players a lot where you guys are like hey like they're you know like we're trying to build something special here and like steve eiserman wants us to be a part of that like i i have to imagine that if that kind of philosophy does trickle down that that's got to have a crazy effect on all y'all yeah it's kind of like uh you're showing up to the rink knowing that there's a little extra extra oomph in your step knowing that you're part of the the Iser plan or whatever and <laughs> it's uh it's definitely kind of cool some of my buddies back home were were joking joking around with me about it saying that i'm part of the Iser plan but it's <laughs> it's uh it's it's pretty cool and you know that that guys are coming and 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 then or even a little little extra focus one or two percent more more dialed in than than maybe other organizations could be well and so you did also mention in talking about this week um, development camps obviously ended and I know we talked a little bit beforehand, but you're still skating at LCA right now, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. They've, they've gave us a great opportunity to, to go in and, and use the, the skating coaches and, and the skills coaches. And, uh, there's about, I want to say 10 or 12 of us right now. They got some of the Swedes over some of the, the Canadian boys, Kosa, a couple of the goalies, um, yeah, and we've just been training and, and working out the past past couple of weeks actually, and uh, it's it's been it's been amazing for for all of our development. Uh, we're gonna keep going with this conversation with Red Savage, but first I gotta talk to you guys today about Bet Online. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all sports wagering information from live in-game betting, score, scores, and podcasts. They have you covered. Head to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. Segment 2, Locked on Red Wings uh, podcast. We are joined by Red Savage 2021 fourth round pick by the Detroit Red Wings. And, you know, we were talking a lot for a segment about development camp as a whole, but your game specifically have, what, what do you feel like you felt like you have improved on the most out, you know, this last season with my university of Miami, Ohio, or even at development camp alone, where do you think that you've improved the most? Um, I think with, with training with down in at little Caesars arena for the past couple of weeks, uh, with the skill skills coach, uh, Wayne Blaze and Tracy and Brody Tutton, uh, great skating coaches and skills coaches. They've, they've really improved on a lot of the little things in, in my game. And, uh, the skating aspect is, is awesome. Tr being able to drill in just little things that can, that can give you an edge and whether it's a quick start or, or working on crossovers or, or, or handling the puck and, and putting into a shooting area. It's, uh, little things that I think are going to make a really big difference coming up in the next couple of years. So from like going back and, and playing a year at college, like knowing that you're part of an organization, like that's something that's so unique to hockey. Like, is that a, is that a, maybe a different feeling like while you're out there playing college hockey or, or is it kind of just like business as usual? What's it like knowing like, Hey, like I'm, I'm part of the Red Wings organization, but I'm I'm playing in college still. Yeah, whenever you're part of a team, you know you're you're not playing for the the name on the back of your jersey. You're playing for the name on the front, and uh, being being part of an organization like like the Red Wings, you you come to like think that 
you're not just playing for the jersey you got on, but you're also playing for that that jersey that you hope to be wearing in a couple of years. So it's it's a, it's definitely a special feeling, and it makes you want to work that much harder. So let's talk about uh, your time at University of Miami, Ohio. You, you you know obviously spent this last season there, and you had a pretty pretty dang good season. Uh, you were tabbed the NCHC Co Rookie of the Month in January and Rookie of the Week a league high four times. So great season for you there. One, I guess the first question is, you know, you came out of the developmental program here in Plymouth. Why did you choose to commit to Miami of Ohio? And I guess, second of all, you know, what do you, what do you expect out of yourself in your second season there? Yeah, I have a, I have a ton of deep roots in Miami. Um, My dad went there back in the nineties and uh, my brother, I've got the opportunity to play with him for the first time in my life this year, oh, which cool. is pretty, pretty special to me and my, my family. But not only that, the, the facilities, the coaching staff there, the, the players on the team, it's, it's something that's really special and not a lot of, not a lot of places in college offer, offer the same, same things that I'm, that I'm getting at Miami. And uh, I just want to be a part of the, the the turnaround for the for the program because it's we didn't have the greatest year last year so uh yeah going into this year i want to i want to have a a bigger part in the team and and want to try to affect winning games as much as possible we didn't win enough games last year so i think the biggest step this year is going to be try to winning a lot more games and and what's what's that like for development like what's it like being um you know, playing there and, and playing for for a school that that you really want to play for and everything. What are and what are they doing specifically? I guess too to to move you along in your development. Yeah, I have a great relationship with my with my coaches. Chris Bergeron is our is our head coach, and I've known him my my whole life. He he's good friends with my dad, and uh, we've had a lot of open conversations. Whether it's uh, like talking about playing time or or talking about different things that I can do in my game to to help affect with uh, how I can help the team more, but it's also uh, the amount of amount of uh, development that we do in season is big for me. That's why I, I chose the the NCAA is because we get to work out two to three times a week, even if we're playing that weekend and uh, able to add add on weight during the season instead of lose a lot of weight during the season, like like uh, I have in the past playing playing a lot more games. So I think it's it's just big all around for development. I think it's, it's like nothing else. Cool. All right. Let's uh, switch gears and have some more fun questions. Now we, we got a lot of hockey stuff out of you. That was good stuff there, red, I guess. So my first fun question is I, I want to know, I guess it's still hockey related. Technically. I want to know what made you want to play hockey to begin with. Like what is, everyone has like a hockey origin story or a sport origin story. Mine yeah. before I played 16 years of youth hockey and then retired to men's league because I was never very good. My origin story was I was five years old, looked at the window and saw some kids playing street hockey and thought that looked cool. Much to my parents' pain because hockey is expensive. And then I, they were hoping I would drop it, and then I never did. Brian has an elite prospects page. Don't I do. let him fool you. Don't let him I fool do. you. He has an elite like... prospect page. Three, three it says retired on it. It's sick. <laughs> three games played for the Motor City Hawks. Let's go, baby. Um, <laughs> but what's your hockey origin story? What made you want to play hockey? Yeah, I grew up in a pretty hockey-loaded family. My dad... My dad played uh, in NHL for for a good amount of time for for mostly the Canadians and then the Coyotes, and St. Louis, and the Flyers. Um, but I grew up 
I was born and raised in Scottsdale, Arizona, when my when my dad was playing for the Coyotes, and uh, uh, I don't I don't want to say I was forced into it or anything, but I kind of was born with skates on my feet. I was uh, skating when I was like two years old over at the the ice den in, in Scottsdale, Arizona, and uh, yeah, my my dad was actually a away for for a lot of my young years, so playing hockey and stuff like that. So my mom was actually the one to to, to put the skates on me and, and teach me how to skate and all that. So I got to give a lot of credit to my mom for, for uh, getting me to love the game. And, and my dad, obviously, uh, in, ingraining a ton of, a ton of things that, that are intangible to me. And, uh, and it all kind of adds up to why I, I, I have such a love for the game. Who... I mean, he were, Sorry, Scotty. No, 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 I was going to say, your, your dad retired fair, where you were still fairly young. Do you have any memories of your father playing in the NHL? Not really. I remember uh, I remember we, we moved to Philadelphia for a couple of years. I was only like, I want to say three or four. But I, uh, I remember my brother and I used to, we, my, like the family would have like a, a suite up in, up in, the, in the arena and my brother and and all the kids on the team, like all the all the players' kids, would uh, play mini sticks in the hallway uh, while the game was going on because we didn't really care what was going on on the ice, and we <laughs> we'd uh, we'd go and 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 play mini hockey uh, in the in the hallways and and mess with the security guards and all that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Um, growing up, who was your favorite hockey player? And you can't say someone in your family. <laughs> Yeah, growing up in in Arizona, I uh, I went to a lot of Coyotes games with my fam with my family. Sure. We would we have an RV and we'd go in and tailgate uh, tailgate for the games and and set up like a bunch of road hockey stuff and then go on and watch the games. But uh, uh, my squirt year, so I was only like I want to say ten years old. I I uh, was playing on the two thousand two Coyotes that was coached by Shane Dome. And uh, played with his kid and, and Matthew Nyes and and a couple of other names that have grown into great hockey players. But Shane Dunn was uh, was always someone that I kind of looked up to and uh, watched, loved watching him play because he was such a such a great player. But he was also like the greatest guy off the ice, the most down to earth coach. And uh, yeah, we were pretty close family friends with them. Uh, what's it like playing with your brother um, at, at the University of Miami, Ohio, Ryan? Yeah, we've always uh, kind of dreamed of playing together. Uh, we we have an awkward age gap; it's three years, so we never really had the opportunity to to play together beforehand because he was always a a lot bigger and stronger than me and always beating me up. But uh, yeah, it's it's awesome. I I'm actually going to be able to live with him this upcoming year uh, in an cool. apartment, so I'm pretty excited for that. Uh, moving do, out do you guys dorms. get along? Yeah, yeah, we actually get along. <laughs> A lot more than <laughs> a lot of siblings do, so it's it's nice. We we have a, a healthy amount of distance away from each other during the day, uh, so that we don't rip each other's heads off by the end of the end of the night. But it's uh, it's awesome. Yeah, he's a he, he's got a great shot, so it's it's nice being able to play with him and, and feed him the puck whenever I can. With uh, with. Uh... I, I also host the the Tigers show on this network, and and one of my favorite thing to ask, uh, like like prospects or, or newly 
relatively newly drafted players is just what draft night was like. Like, what was it like being drafted? Not only just by the Detroit Red Wings, you know, like an original six team that, that has a, uh, a lot of, you know, weight behind it, but just getting drafted in general, just take me through draft day and draft night. Yeah. So, um, my draft year, it was, it was obviously online. So, um, it was actually during the summer showcase for the, the world junior camp last, last summer. So, but, uh, I was sick for it. I actually had mono during it. So I, I was able to stay at home and, and watch the draft, like with my family and all that. And, uh, some of my aunts and uncles flew in and, uh, we all gathered around outside. Uh, we, we got like a TV with like a, a watch area outside my house and, uh, we, we didn't really have any idea where or when I was going. So it was kind of like a, a nail-biting couple hours watching watching a bunch of names go by and uh, just hoping, like, crossing your fingers every time different teams come up. But right, yeah. uh, as soon as it happened, everyone everyone kind of jumped to their feet and was super excited because uh, I only live about 35, 40 minutes from downtown Detroit. So it's, it's a perfect situation for me and, and my family to be able to to be close to home and and uh, hopefully hopefully live pretty close to home in, in a couple of years. We'll wrap up this conversation with Red Savage right after this break. Segment three, Locked On Red Wings podcast. We are joined by uh, Red Wings prospect Red Savage. And Red, I want to know, do you have any hobbies outside of hockey? Yeah, I, uh, my whole family is really big golfers. Uh, my, yeah. my brother and I golf probably four or five times a week in the summer. And, uh, my dad, uh, actually quit hockey in, in high school for a couple of years to pursue golf and, and other sports and then got back into it and eventually made the right decision going back to hockey. But yeah, he, uh, growing up in, in Scottsdale, Arizona, it's, it's pretty prime golfing. Yeah. I would imagine. The, yeah. the prime, the prime year yeah. round. No like kidding, man. degrees in, in January. So um some really famous courses out there yeah oh yeah yeah we we grew up on a on a golf course so i i i was swinging from a young age and i i love it i i get out there as as much as i can we got like a we got like a 90 yard golf hole in our backyard that we that we spend hours a day out on have you uh have you golfed up here have you golfed like in the in the metro detroit area yeah, I live in in Northville, so I've golfed pretty much every golf course in the oh, okay. ten mile radius around here. <laughs> but uh, I want to get to to some of the the nicer courses over in like in Bloomfield and Birmingham. I want to play yeah. Oakland and uh, Detroit Country Club, but I I just haven't had the opportunity to. Yeah, if you're lucky enough to play at uh, Oakland University's golf course, you'll be at my alma mater. So there's that too. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, so you were also the captain of team USA at the world junior championship for the U18 team in 2020, 2021. What was it like just to one, to be playing for team USA at the world juniors, but also then to be named captain of that team USA team. And you know, a year where there, a lot of those teams had some really great talent on them that you were up there with those other captains as you know, well, captain. Yeah, it's, it's kind of surreal, uh, even just putting on the USA jersey, let alone being named captain. Uh, it's kind of, uh, it's really a privilege because you know that not only did like the coaching staff obviously chose it, fi- like finalized it, but we did a team vote and everything. And 
and that's what really made it special to me is is not only the coaches believing in me but uh all my all my teammates that I really grew great friendships with they all they all thought that I was the one to to bring the team together so it's uh it's definitely a surreal experience and uh looking back on it it's 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 something that I I think I'll cherish for the rest of my life is there any chance that I can get the former captain of Team USA to play for my men's league team? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could definitely try. I might, I might get in trouble with the NCAA if there's any money involved. So it'll be there's, a, there's it'll no, be a charity foundation thing. We'll let you play. For, we'll let you play for free. We won't. We won't pay. He said you, we'll let sure. you. He said we'll let you play. Well, there's for a free. sub that's what fee. He just said. That's what he just said. <laughs> We're not going to charge you the sub fee. Don't worry. You get to play for free. We play. We will D-League. allow you to play for free for I, Brian's Mendley. I, I, I will unfortunately tell you there is a goal limit for each player, so you can only score two to make it fair. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, like, hey, we play on Sundays. Oh, we got a game at six thirty this Sunday, so you know, just putting the feelers out there. Just want to know. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, I'm sure he's going to be right in my DMs on Sundays. Like, okay, when and where? Yeah, <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah. What's going on? Yeah. <laughs> All right, Scotty, what you got, man? Um, I, I think the, you know, you talked about the, the friendships you made there. Like how, uh, what opportunities have you had so far with other players that are around your, uh, whatever age group or like, you know, where you are systemically within the organization, like what opportunities have you had and, and, and who have you gotten close with within the wings organization already? Yeah, I've, I've, uh, I've had the guys over a couple times this week, actually. We've been uh, lounging by the pool a little bit, playing a lot of <laughs> golf. And, uh, I'm really close with, with guys like, like Cross Hannes, uh, Keenan Draper, I've known him for a couple of years. I used to battle against him when he was on Little Caesars and I was on Compuware. Nice. Um, there's a ton of guys that are here. Sebastian Coast is here. Carter Guylander's here. Um, Trenton Bliss. There's a there's a ton of guys that are that are here training, and uh, uh, we've we've had a lot of time to to get to know each other because they're they're kind of cooped up in a hotel for the, for uh, a couple of weeks. So I've been, I've been having them over at my house as much as possible and, and uh, golfing as much as possible to try to try to keep them from going crazy. <laughs> <laughs> what, uh, what's next for you? Like after you're done training at LCA, what was the next step for you? Like, not just like career wise, but like short term as well, where are you, what are you doing? You know, the rest of this summer to, you know, prepare for the next season. Yeah. So, uh, actually starting on Sunday, I have the, I was able to get invited to the, the world junior invite camp for team USA. It starts on, on Sunday, the 24th. And then, uh, right from there, hopefully, uh, the team's not solidified yet, but hopefully the, we'll be leaving on August 3rd to, to go to the, go to Edmonton and, and try to compete for a, for a gold medal. That's awesome. Is there uh is there what's it like playing against people uh in different organizations or or you know whether it's collegiately or or on the world stage or whatever what like how do you get yourself to play against other people that are like maybe within the Red Wings organization like is that a weird feeling Um yeah definitely I uh, as you guys know the hockey world's it's small. Everyone kind of knows everyone. And right. at some point in their time, they've either played with or played against pretty much everyone. So uh, guys like Carter Mazur, I played 
played against him a couple times this year while he was on Denver. He's in our our conference, and uh, as soon as the puck drops, it's uh, no more smiles. We're we're giving each other cross checks. <laughs> he's, he's trying to blow me up. I'm I'm trying to run him. So, uh, yeah, we're great friends off the ice, but it's there's uh there's kind of a flip you got to turn on when 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 it's time to compete and uh i think a, a lot of a lot of guys have that switch and and are able to to look past that that kind of that the that barrier of friendship and 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 try to win a game all right uh scotty you have any more questions man um do you have a pregame ritual not oh, even ritual just like do you have like uh i don't know like i do the same thing before every game or something like that I'm not crazy superstitious, but um, a little stitious. One one thing that I developed uh, uh, while I was at the the NTP was uh, for all my home games, I would I would do an ice bath right before nice. warm ups. Uh, like after our, we do like an off ice warm up to get the body moving before the the on ice warm up, and I I go and and dunk my whole body in, and it's like a like an espresso shot right before going on the ice oh, ice excellent. overheat man ice overheat every day yeah. of the week ice overheat yeah <laughs> i feel you uh what was the like what was your realization like why did you suddenly decide to do that as a ritual um i don't know i think i it was we we had a lot of long weeks while we were at the at the program and uh so i think just going into like a friday game i was like oh i'm I'm gassed right now. I need, I need something. So I was like, screw it. I'm going to go just jump in the cold tub and wake myself up. And, uh, yeah, I was, I realized I came out like flying that game. I couldn't feel my toes, but I, <laughs> I, I was flying. So I, I was like, I guess I, I gotta do this. Maybe I should try that instead of drinking three monsters every day to get through a yeah. day. Yeah, <laughs> get, so jump into a cold trash. <laughs> Um, Red, I thank you so much for coming on yeah, and joining us you, today, man. That was awesome. Um, yeah, thank you. Just really appreciate it. Like I said, first time I've ever had an opportunity to interview uh, a Red Wing, current Red Wings prospect. So I'm eternally grateful for you coming on. And uh, good luck to you next season. Good luck at World Juniors. You know, assuming you make the team, I I'm rooting for you every step of the way, and I'm rooting to see you in a Red Wings uniform sooner rather than later. Yeah, thank you guys. Thanks for having me on. Uh, Definitely going to be tuning into a lot more of the podcast. Thank you. Every every view helps. Every view helps. <laughs> uh, thanks for making Lockdown Red Wings your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Lockdown NHL. Lockdown experts give you a daily 30-minute podcast on all things NHL all year long. Stay up to date on everything in the hockey world. Lockdown NHL, your daily 30-minute NHL podcast. Scotty and I will be back. Well, when will we be back, Scotty? We're going down to three days a week next week, buddy. Well, Monday still. Right. Monday, we're gonna we're gonna hold on to Monday. Okay, we'll be back sure. Monday. We'll <laughs> Maybe, sure. Maybe we'll whatever. We'll, we'll, we'll play. We'll play by ear. Uh, same time, same place. It's your team. Every day. Every day. day.